0: can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a christian and conservative worldview we talk about life relationships work pop culture and true crime from a christian conservative perspective let's Be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to those are the girls with Mallory and friends. I'm Mallory and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Welcome everybody to a new episode. Um this is practically a this is a bonus episode. It might not be as long as the other episodes, but um it's going to be jam packed with really good information. Um and I'm just excited for you guys to hear it to kind of start off Get you to understand like what this episode really is. Is I'm talking with Amy. She is a lobbyist for the South Carolina City Citizens for Life. Um, and we're going to talk about a bill that is coming through South Carolina. And I know not everybody lives in South Carolina or North Carolina, so you might not feel that like this is relevant, but it really is because we're going to be talking about what's going on at the state level. Now that Roe has been overturned, as you guys know, the how abortion is going to be handled in the country has gone back to the states and. You have to be involved in your state. You have to figure out what's going on in your state and what you can do. So Amy is in South Carolina. is going to be talking about what's going on in South Carolina. But what she says can be translated to so many other states. Um, South Carolina has a 20-week ban. So does North Carolina. Um, And I want to say Montana. I think Montana has a – no, Montana just did – all the way up to birth. Um, There's other states <laughs> that have 20 week bans, so this might be pertinent. And also, too, it could be something that you can take to a state legislator um, in your in your state. Okay, you guys. So, without further ado, let's get started. Um, like I said, Amy, she is a South Carolina Citizens for Life um, lobbyist, and I really want us to start off. Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you and- for having me. I want to start off with just maybe talking about the history of abortion in South Carolina. Um, how did we get to where we are now? Um, and just some, I guess, maybe like key moments you think that have happened from the beginning to now.
1: Sure, sure. So where we are, we all remember the day June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, when Roe yes. was overturned. <laughs> so I, I was actually at the National Right to Life convention and we had two speakers talking about euthanasia. And we heard, um, we were in a conference room and there were multiple conferences going on during the time. And we just heard some weeping and and screaming of, and the doors opened and the person said Roe was overturned. And what you would have thought that people would be cheering and screaming and things. I, I didn't have words
0: mm. to
1: articulate really what I felt at that time. Many of us were just weeping. And, and so all of that uh, began. Um, of course, South Carolina had passed the heartbeat, the fetal and heartbeat protection law in South Carolina. So we knew, so while sitting there, we knew that we were about to have, be able to have the conversation with the South Carolina attorney general to immediately enact the fetal um, heartbeat bill, because it was tied up in court, Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, as many other states with their heartbeat laws, et cetera. Georgia had had to do that as well. Um, Our Fetal heartbeat law was tied up in um, in court with Planned Parenthood
0: suing the state. So the I heartbeat have a, law. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you know the reasoning behind Planned P- or, like, why? What are they saying, like, legally, like, why the heartbeat bill should not be in place? Do you have any reasoning? I do. Now, present, the present
1: why versus then are two, two different things. But at oh. that point, and you can, you can look at across history uh, with regard to pro-life bills, most often Planned Parenthood has sued the state right.
0: thereafter.
1: So historically that's happened with many states. Um, but we knew that we would have that conversation with the South Carolina Attorney General because Roe being overturned allowed for the ability with the Supreme Court ruling that it returned back to the states that then gave the South Carolina South Carolina Attorney General the ability to then enact the heartbeat law enact it and override what was being tied up in court okay so that was that was what happened then and within 24 hours the fetal heartbeat law was enacted. So within a couple of days, we had that, which was, which was a just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, <clears throat> then after that, we had um, Representative John McCravey along with, um, well, he was the the, the lead lead representative uh that of the and also he was chairman of the family caucus but to present and get together which formed the Signy die resolution to bring together pro-life uh from conception a pro-life bill from conception after roe allowed us the ability to do so in south carolina so that first bill was the Human Life Protection Act and it was H5399. So it started in the House and it, we we worked there and as many of you know that it was dead at the end of last year. We went through we went through it. It passed in the House and then when it got to the Senate the Senate tore the bill apart. What were some of
0: their um, arguments against the bill? Well, Senator
1: Tom Davis filibustered when it got to the got to the Senate. He filibustered, and in addition to that, what the the bill started without exceptions, except for the life of the mother.
0: Uh
1: The in the Senate. It did add the exceptions life of the mother, of course, as well as rape and incest and fatal fetal anomaly. And then they continue to want to change uh, the timing, not from conception. Well, and then it got to towards the end of the year in committee, with the Medical Affairs Committee, with the Speaker of the Senate. And then there was a committee that uh, at the very end between the the um, the House and then the Senate, unlike, because we were, this is post row new historical ground. So we didn't even know how many of these, uh, many of these waters we were treading had not even been done before. But anyway, the long story short, uh, the bill ended up failing by one one vote. Oh, wow. Um, so that's where we were. And then now, here we are beginning 2023-24 session um, with um, the Human Life Protection Act again. And it's sponsored by Representative John McRavy again. Uh, also sponsored by the Speaker of the House, Mer- Representative Merle Smith, and others. Many others have added. I can look up. Uh, we've got Representative Hyatt, Newton, Pope, Yao, Smith, Hardy, Johnson, Hickson, Bustos, Erickson, Landing, Davis, Crawford, Representative B.L. Cox, Representative B.J. Cox, Connell, Vaughn, Ligan, Moore, Moss, Lawson, Hyde, Lever, Wooten, Whitmire, Long, Gagnon, Bradley, Herp Kersman, Newt, Mitchell, Newton, Jordan, Brewer, Murphy, Gilliam, Willis, Blackwell, Elliot, Guess, and Aramis. And then last, uh, most recently added were Felder and Chapman. So all of those are sponsors or co-sponsors of the new H, um, the new Human Life Protection Act H three seven seven four.
0: Now, wow, that's
1: good. Yes. Now, this particular bill, knowing that okay, the House was up for re-election last year, so we have changed some seats in a good way in the House, but the Senate was not. So we are working with the same Senate that we mm-hmm. did not pass pro-life legislation with last year so this and particular cause
0: for two seconds sorry yes um absolutely. what is the percentage of republicans or how many republicans the democrats are there in the state senate in the in the state senate how many republicans like yeah this. I am curious and well, why are looking that up? I want to make this comment. I think sometimes yeah, I don't want to say anything wrong, to go, keep going. Um, so I think sometimes like, you know, I live in North Carolina, live in South mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, there's Florida, there's Georgia, um, Montana. Uh, I guess Montana, you would probably consider, oh, we're Republican. We are, you know, we voted for Trump. We did this. We did that. We're Republican. But we also have to just remember that, like, Republican, and I've had to learn this, Republican does not equal pro-life. Um, And also pro-life doesn't equal Republican. So I know tons of people who are not Republican or who do not identify as Republican or conservative that fight very hard for the life of the pre-born. And I know many who are, well, not many. I know... A few people who are Republican and who do not care, or um, like I've had got some male friends are like, oh, that's just not my thing. I don't really care, or they just think, well, we have to give women the rights, blah blah blah. So I just want to just make that point out to if you're in a state such as like North Carolina, South Carolina, we're in the South. We, you know, we might not be quote unquote countries. Well, some of us are, but we are Southern. We have our Southern hospitality. We have our Southern food, but we still have this issue with um, passing pro-life legislation. So I just want everybody just to be cognizant of that. Just because you live in a state that you think should be Republican, should be red, should be pro-life doesn't mean it is. Yeah. And I'll speak to, speak to that as well. um,
1: Because, you asked the question of how many are Republican because the pro-life, the Republican platform is pro-life. Yes, While the Democrat platform is not. Now, in the House, for example, we have had Jackie Hayes, Representative Jackie Hayes, South Carolina Citizens for Life endorsed Jackie Hayes. And he's a Democrat. Why? Because he has a 100% pro-life voting record. Wow. And that's, that's. Wonderful. Um, we'd love for him to be a Republican. But anyway, yeah. he, he votes pro-life. Now, in the Senate, here's what we found: Roe, when Roe was overturned, so many representatives, legislators, let's just use the term legislators, so many legislators were able to use Roe mm. and hide behind. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they knew that you could not pass a bill from conception, from conception. So Mm -hmm. what we found in the South Carolina Senate, when we tried to pass pro-life legislation from conception, there were seven Republican senators in the Senate that would not pass it from conception. So just because you, you need to know yeah. whether they're pro-life and what does that mean to them? Yes. What does pro-life mean to you? And so for us as, a, um, as an organization, when we ask if they're pro-life, we give them what's called a survey so that we ask specific questions to mm-hmm. pro-life. Do you, what do you believe? When do you believe life begins is the question. And dependent upon that answer, that, that kind of lets you know, where does the person fit in pro-life? Because for us, pro-life begins at conception.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and we also believe that there are no exceptions except for life of the mother, where there that this is this is justified and many doctors most of them have now affiliated with aplog the Ameri- you know the pro-life um obstetrics and gynecologists because the agenda of the other side is that abortion is necessary in so many issues, where um, Aplog has has shown in multiple cases that there are very, very rare cases where life of the mother, um,
0: is is even in question. But can, the- really quick, can we talk about um, life of the mother? Really quick, mm-hmm. when you say life of the mother, can you describe what you mean by that? because life of the mother for example is separate from an ectopic pregnancy okay
1: life of the mother that is life of the mother but an ectopic pregnancy and abortion is not the same thing that okay. is fertilized in a different part and that it is completely right completely a different scenario so the other side has used ectopic pregnancy to side with abortion where Abortion and is not when you lose a child due to ectopic pregnancy, that's not a child that was fertilized that is going to have a successful life. Completely different. Um, so I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak to the, those those life of the mother circumstances. But never would we question or want to question a doctor that says this is the the mother, the mother's life is in danger. And in those situations, we're, we are not to question um, the doctor in the life of the mother. But what I was trying to say was that there are many pro-life obstetric uh, and gynecologists um that that have said having the baby was not the actual issue and so the baby was still able to be born even in those situations where the mother's life was in jeopardy um yeah if that if
0: that makes sense at all but yes um, i i think sorry really but just g- so- yeah sure Oh no no sorry go ahead finish your thought and then i'll say but my But <laughs> in this particular bill i definitely want to point out
1: in this particular bill h 3774 the one the human life protection act we are working with now it does include exceptions of rape and incest and fatal fetal anomaly why because the senate makeup is the same and there we know that 99% of the abortions are for other reasons other than rape, incest, and fatal fetal anomaly. And at this point, which I haven't even spoken about, our heartbeat law is not in effect because our state Supreme Court ruled with that in our state constitution, A woman has the right to an abortion because of privacy and the unborn have no protection up to 20 weeks. So considering the makeup up up of the Senate, which we know will not vote on any pro-life legislation that does not include exceptions, and our unborn in her state do not have any protection up to 20 weeks, we know that we have to begin with that to protect the 99% that uh, at Planned Parenthood, the two Planned Parenthoods we have, and then in Greenville at the Greenville Women's Center or clinic, whatever the name of it is, I consider it a facility. Mm-hmm, a facility. Um,
0: <laughs> the, and there, that one is getting really bad. I actually have friends that counsel there, and they're saying they, I mean, they see Texas license plates. People, they're saying they can be 40, 50 a day. Yeah. I mean. our,
1: on average, uh, it's mid-20s, sometimes 30 in Columbia, and there are a significant amount of abortions being done at these facilities coming from Georgia, Florida. Mm-hmm. You fill in the blank.
0: Yeah. So, a couple things, um, really quick, because I, we, I want to talk more about the bill, but I do want to talk about the um, life of the mother and the exceptions. Myself, we talked about this before we recorded too. I know everybody listening is probably like, "What? What? What?" About exceptions? Because I yeah. would probably say ninety-eight percent of myself and the listeners don't believe in exceptions. Um, and I want this to be <laughs> conversation. I don't, we don't. We don't either. We don't either. Yeah. And I (laughs) want to kind of, like, talk about that. And obviously, everybody, this is going to be an ongoing conversation. I am open to hearing both sides. If someone's an abolitionist and wants to come on and discuss, let me know. Um, But I want to kind of talk about that really quick. So Life of the Mother, um, you discussed and uh, you mentioned how – so I wonder if this – so, okay, sorry, let me back up. So the life of the mother, sometimes when I have, um, I've talked to people before, um, they've always goes, well, there's no, um, so the procedure to remove, um, if a baby has died in the womb is technically like written as an abortion and the baby has to come out a DNC. Yes. And it's technically written as an abortion. Is that kind of what you mean by life of the mother? Or do you mean something kind of like completely different just for clarification? Is that kind of what you're saying, or because well, li- life of the mother and
1: I don't want to get into medical issues where <gasps> Fair, we, yeah, yes, where we ask um, expert opinion on that for which I am not, and I would have a doctor speak with regard to this life of the mother are in those in those situations that many have used it if um, the mother is. There have been some heart cases where uh, cardiologically or something with the mother and um, the mother's life is in jeopardy, Mm -hmm. but there have also been as many pro-life doctors that have said actually having the baby there are there are uh, is just the same. There are there are things that we are able to do to do to take care of the mother and the baby. Yeah. all at the same time they go hand in hand. So I don't really want to speak on what okay. what these what the life of the mother would be, but it the life of the mother the ability. And that's always been there in uh, pro-life legislation. And it is in there in the Texas laws, too, um, that uh-huh. are, um, and in West Virginia, which has some of the most pro-life and model law legislation passed
0: right now in in any state yet. Um, but and the see, life of is, the mother. Well, I was going to say, this is good to, like, just learn more about. Um, Mm -hmm. like you said, in Texas and West Virginia, that's their model. It is good to learn more and like to really, so kind of to the exceptions discussion too, is really, um, everyone in the room, us, people listening, we're all against exceptions when it comes to legally. I think sometimes we have, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, like discussing it is so important. Because we also have to make things, we have to make laws be passed. We have to get things done. We have to, uh, and I don't want to sit here and say that, I don't want anyone listening to hear me say that I'm pro incrementalism or I'm pro abolition. I'm not saying either one of them right now. I'm just saying, like, I'm discussing a thought. So, anybody listening, if you want to email me, let me know. But um, I'm just discussing a thought. So, legislation has to be passed. We have to save babies. I think that, um, and adding the exceptions is sometimes a necessary evil, possibly. I don't know. I don't want to, Once I get, like, I don't want to say that fully. I don't want to put my stamp on, yeah, that's what we have to do every single time or anything like that. But I just, I think that's just something for us to discuss. I think this should be an ongoing conversation, um, but I do think, like, this being in the Senate, this adding, I mean, I hope that some at least this can pass. Because at the very least, you know, even once again, nobody in this room wants exceptions, but even with this exception, at least like you said, ninety nine percent, we can at least get rid of ninety nine percent and then we can move on and let's try to do the rest type exactly. of deal. Yeah. And so the way it
1: works, and I'll preface this by saying it grieves no it grieves our hearts. Tremendously to have any type of bill that has exceptions in there. It also grieves our hearts more knowing that we haven't protected any of our unborn children.
0: Yeah.
1: It is very difficult. It is very difficult to walk away with nothing. No protection. And an all or nothing strategy is dangerous yeah. so for example and i'm not saying abolitionist incrementalism but i have to say most of the pro-life laws that have been passed are due to incrementalism and for an all-or-nothing strategy can only be passed if you have a makeup of a hundred percent people who believe in that cause And as long as we elect people with people being able to vote them in, that's never going to happen. Unless we change hearts and minds and everyone agrees
0: that all life has value from conception. And, and that's that, why we, oh, sorry. I'm just gonna say this really quick. And that's why we need to change hearts and minds, everybody. Exactly. I know that's there's, why
1: this,
0: we keep yes. And I know there's this new push because a couple of people have sold this to me. We'll never change hearts and minds. Okay. Then we never will if you never try. I'm sorry. Exactly. The only way we're Absolutely. gonna get full stuff like this is if we're doing both we're working from the legal standpoint and we're also working to change hearts and minds. That's the only way this will happen. We live in a democracy where people vote for things, you're voting for politicians. You gotta, you have to change people's minds. Sorry, go right. ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, completely. We don't stop. I mean, you know, there are days, I mean, my
1: goodness, when the, the heartbeat, I mean, leaving last year without protection and, uh, for the unborn, and let's just be honest, the Senate failed. Yeah. The unborn, protecting the unborn of South Carolina last year, and they failed their pro-life constituents. Yes. They failed their pro-life constituents. And as we work towards passing pro-life legislation, we still have those same elected officials. And so we, we have to save as many babies as we can. And that's what our job is now. And until that body that particular body is changed, and and when that is done, then you can work on more pro life. Does that make sense? It so makes,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, but as long as they're there, we have to work with what
0: what they are yeah. willing to do. And I think during this time, and it's frustrating. Trust me, it's frustrating. Yeah. Oh no, I believe you, and I and I want to just say like. I understand where people are coming from. Um, and I understand from the legal standpoint about incrementalism. I don't mm-hmm. want to make it seem like I'm either side, I, but I understand. I understand. And I think that a good example of changing or like when hearts and minds can be changed. So there was the same Senate. What could have mm-hmm. happened if people, instead of being super, angry and you know we could have done this what could have happened if we could people could have been working on changing people's hearts and minds then maybe some of the people could have flipped and who knows they still can i'm not saying that and they still can and they still can yeah your
1: voice
0: your your followers um that
1: that listen to your podcast or you know other people um that's where your advocacy comes into play so we're consistently sending messages out to our constituents, pro-life constituents in South Carolina. Never underestimate what your voice means. Yeah. Never underestimate what's showing up to the state house, because if you sh- one person shows up, that's like a thousand of their voters to them mm-hmm. that believe that in their mind. If you make the t- take the time to actually show up and then if multiple show up, or multiple write a letter, all of those advocacy efforts, they do make a difference. So even if you know this particular, especially if they're Republican and the platform of the Republican party is to be Mm pro-life and they haven't voted necessarily as pro-life, maybe as you would want them to vote, Never underestimate the the value of your voice with your legislator. That's
0: good. no matter what no matter what state you're in. That's good. That's good. Um, is there anything else we should know about the bill that's coming up, or do you think you pretty much covered it all? So, so that bill, I, I believe, I believe I covered it. So, I want your uh-huh.
1: your you as well as your um, anyone listening to this podcast. This Human Life Protection Act, we tried to pass it last year without exceptions, except the life of the mother. And we know where we stand. We know exactly where we stand, except we've got more pro-life legis- more pro life legislators now elected into the House, but we're working with the same Senate body. So the difference is the exceptions are in there. And then... We are trying to work within um, language, but right now, language changed in the bill is not the issue. The issue is with regard to the heartbeat law. The issue is with the Supreme Court and their opinion. So every, the the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. their opinion on the, they ruled that the... That the right to privacy is there in the South Carolina Constitution for an abortion. Here's here's where where now the, if you've if you've read our South Carolina Attorney General is has appealed to have that reheard because for abortion to be considered a right to privacy within our state constitution, for them to enact that as the opinion of the constitution, Roe was not even here when this constitution of South Carolina was written. So they're just making things up. (laughs) It was written with regard to search and seizure, not (laughs) for a woman's right to an abortion. So here's where we have justices ruling from the bench mhm so that's that's where you have problems and we can see this throughout the country
0: yeah
1: where the their state supreme court
0: is legislating is not
1: is is yes is legislating from the bench so that's where we where we've been here but anyway so mm. We're encouraged that we will get protection passed um, this year, as well as um, hopefully the Supreme Court will hear this again. And we can at least have all we need is one. All we need is one vote to change on that
0: Supreme Court. Okay. Just one vote. Okay. One vote. It was. Yes. Okay. And I think one is possible. It's hard but it's possible. And that's why hearts and minds are important too. I really want to emphasize that just one last time and then we'll do one more. I have one more question. Um, because like I said, I've been getting a lot of people talking about, we can't change hearts and minds. We absolutely can change hearts and minds. It is a hundred percent possible, but you have to put forth the effort. You have to try, you have to figure out like, what is, what are people's issues? And then provide solutions. I think sometimes when we are, um, in pro-life world and we're just angry about everything that's happening, we're not providing real people with real solutions. Um, and I agree with you on that. And I have something to say with regard to that, That I have a
1: a mentor that shared this with me and I don't know what your faith is, but you know, I'm a Christian and it's it's very, it's very similar. So if you're trying to Dale Carnegie in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, you can apply that to winning someone over to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can be applied, I believe, and my mentor kind of shared with this in a a different way, but I I kind of took it this way. Um, The same thing can be applied to pro-life changing hearts and minds. Because when you're trying to talk to someone about Jesus – Sometimes it's the manner in which you love them, Mm -hmm. or the manner in which you show up, Mm -hmm. or you're caring, and sometimes it's the things that you don't say. Um, or how you carry yourself, or what you do differently that other people than other people do. The same thing I believe can be true about changing hearts and minds with pro life. So whether or not, let's say I'm the person that changes, let's say, your mind about it. If it were you that didn't believe, Mallory, maybe I'm not the person that changes you immediately, but I'm somebody that allows the soil to be watered after I left. So if you think in that mindset with everyone you touch so that the next pro-life person that comes around and talks has a good fertile ground to work with. Meaning, the other person might be really angered. Really angry. They're already angry about God knows what. So much. The world is so triggered and angry about everything Mm -hmm. without even speaking. Mm -hmm. But if the other person and all these other people to follow, and there's been so much character that has been modeled by pro-life people, at some point, That person on the other side, somebody is going to come along and be the one to change their mind.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And usually it's because all along the way, there have been many that that other person has seen. And finally, they were like, man, maybe what I've believed all along wasn't necessarily right. Why would it be so that abortionists doing their work of the innocent killing of children for business would all of a sudden have a Damascus Road experience and say, I can't do this anymore. Never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit working and continuing mm-hmm. throughout. So yeah. no,
0: I don't know. That's just. Just no, that's good.
1: I wake up doing this job, that's pretty much what I have to tell myself.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I like how you said the Damascus, the road to this experience because that is, I have a couple of friends, that's kind of what happened with them uh, when they've gone from pro-choice to pro-life or even like personally pro-life to now like voting pro-life and things like that. Um, anything is possible anything can happen it's about planting seeds planting seeds constantly Absolutely. praying and just relying on god and the holy spirit um so last Amen. question um i want to talk about is the campaign can you talk a little bit about mm-hmm. like what the campaign is and i want to share with you guys the flyer of the campaign while she's doing that
1: yeah and so we're a nonprofit organization, South Carolina Citizens for Life, nonprofit pro life organization. So we're a five hundred one c three, and historically, up until about the last two years, I mean, God has been just so good to us, and we're non sectarian. But I mean, it'd be hard to do the type of work we do without being God fearing. Um. But we've relied on our proudly pro-life weekend, which is a fundraising event. We've worked on. Uh, we've uh, relied on Midlands gives, which is another fundraising opportunity, and then our monthly pledges from our donors. And but within the last couple of years, we've had some really generous, just generosity from people, and specifically this this year at our dinner. We had a generous donor and I believe God just put it on her heart, especially after the South Carolina Supreme court ruled this way and just seeing the protection, the, the, the lack of protection for the unborn in the state of South Carolina. it She um, provided is providing a matching gift for $25,000. So Ooh, yeah. So that we're, we're so thankful. So any money that we raise, your whether it be fifty dollars to a hundred dollars, fifty can turn into a hundred, a hundred can turn into two hundred, up to twenty-five thousand dollars. So this matching gift campaign, we just started for the month of February. And so with it being February themed, we're going off of love with it being the love month, and we're calling it love the baby humans for our campaign. Now mm-hmm. we've been so used to calling it pre-born and unborn, but tell you when we were at the march for life and i saw you you know there Ma- mallory um it reminded me of the the bags people were carrying and the shirts that said save the baby humans with the turtles saying hey save the baby humans because in many states the turtles have more protection yeah. than the baby humans yeah so we're doing a spin-off of that because the turtles do have more protection than our unborn baby humans in South Carolina. So we're saying, hey, show some love to our unborn for the love of God. And so that's pretty much our theme. And with the generosity of our of our um, gifter, we're hoping to raise the $25,000 to get our matching gift and and to use it for our, we're using, this is specifically for pro-life education, um, for, to get, to get more education out there, more messages being sent. And that's and so, so important. And we started our campaign on February 1st. Thank you for showing this with your people.
0: Of course. I think, um, the education aspect is very important. Back to the hearts and minds. Um, I, we always have to work on getting legislation passed. That is so important. And just as important is changing hearts and minds. So getting people educated, because unfortunately, um, you know, they're not gonna want it on this podcast, but other podcasts are gonna talk about it and they're gonna say, oh, we need this, we need it as healthcare or, oh, women, you know, it's so much easier in life if you're not, if you don't have kids. So it's just so much better if you do, you're not gonna hear that here, but other places you will. So we need more education. People need to be able to learn, you know, some people don't even understand that um, babies can get heartbeats at like six weeks. Some people aren't even educated on that aspect. So we need to have as much education out there. We need to be talking about this as much as we can. So this is great. Yeah. This is a great and changing, campaign. Hey,
1: and a baby, listen, are they going to change your life? Sometimes turn it upside down and you're trying yeah. to w- <laughs> wonder how, how to make ends meet? Yeah, possibly so. At the same time, they'll change your life so much for the good, and you know that that is the message that isn't isn't being shared. It's not easy, but I'll tell you what the other side doesn't talk about. They don't talk about sometimes that that you know that woman who really wasn't sure that she wanted an abortion, but she was concerned about her career, and then. She ends up having an abortion and nobody ever told her she was going to turn into an alcoholic. Mm
0: -hmm. Nobody
1: ever turned her. She was going to try drugs because she couldn't forgive herself. Mm
0: -hmm. Nobody
1: told her that she possibly would try to commit suicide. These are the things that potentially Mm -hmm. happen post abortion that a child doesn't necessarily
0: bring ease, but it doesn't bring that other stuff. Yeah. Amen. And to do, I guess, the inverse of that, if you guys listen to Dapper's and Degrees, another, those are the girls' media production. Um, Victoria had someone on who had gotten pregnant in college, and both of them talked about the, the semester that they were pregnant, they had the their best grades. Like, it made them <laughs> focus more. They were able to do more. We even covered a story where the spin was supposed to be that, oh, she – this girl lives in texas and she couldn't get her abortion so she and her boyfriend ended up getting married. i think i believe they got married he went out and got a, a job she has to focus more and like the story was supposed to say of how hard their life was and no doubt i mean no one's gonna sit here and say like yeah everything's a breeze um but they were able to pay their bills they're able to focus more they're a- she's still you know followed her dream yes she had to bring her kids to class with her um but she's still doing it so i think there's there's that perspective that um that people need to be educated on so yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah yeah, this
1: and if, if if anyone feels feels led to to donate to to this campaign for education for south carolina citizens for life love the baby humans you can go to S C like South Carolina S C Life S C L I F E dot O R G and then click the donate button and it'll go directly to this campaign for education.
0: And I will link that um, in the bio description wherever you're uh, listening to this or watching this. I'll make sure to Thank link that you. as well. Um, is there anything else you want to add about the campaign, about the bill, about being pro-life, about about you? Anything you want to add? <laughs> No, I'm just grateful that you, and honored that you allowed me to come on
1: here. It was great chatting with you. Yes, this was always great. Always good to see your, always good <laughs> to see your face. Now, I, I saw you in one, two, three places. I'm like, okay, so
0: now we're just, you know, now, now we can see each other more often. Yes, seriously. It's always, um, it's funny, like, seeing people outside of, so like, you know, we always see each other in South Carolina, and then seeing you in D.C., is like, oh, wow. And now you're here, (laughs) but pro-life world is so small. I tell everybody that all the time, make sure you're treating people well. because pro-life world is so small. Everybody knows everybody. Um, But thank you so much for coming on. I have really enjoyed this conversation and I enjoyed you being honest and open as well about all of these topics and everyone, if you have any questions, if you want to discuss some of the things that we talked about, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I would love to have some sort of a conversation, a dialogue or anything like that. This is an episode that I think is a great episode to share for people who are interested in the legislative part of actually getting pro-life legislation enacted in your state. I think this, it was a real and honest conversation. Sometimes I think that we can have conversations that are kind of a little bit up here. And I mean, I'm the queen of those. Um, I talk about perfect world scenarios all the time, but I think this was good to have a real Honest, grounded conversation. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, subscribe, um, leave a comment, tell me how you felt, tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, give me your opinions. Wherever you're listening on Spotify, on, um, leave a review, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, um, in my email, or my Instagram, let me know how you felt about this. Um, and Yeah. Make sure you share it. Share, share, share. All right, you guys have a great rest of the day, evening, however, wherever you're listening to this. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms.